Do you think for even one minute those in charge are telling you everything you need to know? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Of course, they're not telling you everything you need to know, because if you knew everything you need to know, you wouldn't be listening to a lot of the so-called experts anymore. And welcome to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, the voice is getting a little stronger, but if it gets weak, kind of bear with me. It's still not as easy as I thought it was going to be, but at least it's getting better and it's healing. And it's pretty much on the target that my surgeon predicted in terms of a full recovery where I don't have this little irritation going on in the vocal cords. But I just have to be a little bit careful not to get too loud and and just try to talk in a in a calm manner. And I'll I'll try to do that in spite of all the news stories. Many of you have heard of a person by the name of Anne Rand. She was uh, born Alicia Zinovieneva in Russia back in 1905. Now she she leans, I think, politically from what I've studied kind of on a libertarian, conservative side. There's some things she believes in I may not. But a lot of her observations over the years were correct. She was born prior to the revolution in Russia in 1905, ended up in the United States in the early 1920s, and died in New York City in 1982. But she wrote a number of books she used to lecture on college campuses, and I can I can assure you that she would not be invited today to Stan, Sanford or, or Yale or Harvard or any of the woke, destroyed, just, just garbagey institutions that are mere shells of their former selves. Now, I think of where I went to college. Great school. And it's become too woke for my liking. I wouldn't send them a dime. I wouldn't do it. Many great schools 50 years ago are just junky institutions ripping you off for lots of money guaranteed by student federal loans. You're not getting an education, you're getting an indoctrination. You get people coming out of these places ready to tell you what's wrong with your company and why, why you need to change everything and they want to start at the top and work their way down. Anne Rand could see these days coming. And to that, we give her credit. And this is something she wrote many, many years ago. And I want you to listen carefully. When you notice that to produce, you need to get permission from those who do not produce anything. When you check that money flows to those who do not deal with goods, but only with favors. When you realize that many become rich by the bribery and for influence more than by work and that the laws do not protect you against them, but on the contrary, they are the ones who are protected against you when you discover that corruption is rewarded and honesty becomes self-sacrifice. Then you can assert without fear of being wrong 
that your society is absolutely doomed. And she was 100% correct. I want you to think about some of the current news stories that are swirling around. I mean, there's so many, and I think sometimes there's so many news stories out there by design, so you can't focus on any one thing. They don't want you to know everything. Because if you know everything you need to know, then you would understand how corrupt the system has become. And how many politicians, how many of these fake, phony conservatives are a part of the problem? And they need to be literally an exorcism, so to speak, to get them out. If things don't change very soon, the United States... Canada, what's left of the United Kingdom, Australia, Germany, France, you name it, it's over. It's totally and absolutely over. And I I wonder if there is even anything we could really do today to stave off much further disaster. Now, we've in the last couple of weeks, we've dealt with everything from, oh, I don't know, train wrecks poisoning people in Ohio, sending billions of dollars. You know, you look at you look at Janet Yellen, and she goes out there to promise all this aid money for those that needed it, but the problem was it wasn't for people in the United States. It was another billion for Ukraine. And nobody, I mean nobody, and I consider Buttigieg a nobody, nobody of any consequence showed up in Ohio after their train derailment and the stupid actions of setting that fire, burning all these poisonous chemicals, destroying nearby rivers and and water tributaries, and God only knows how many people will die early because of exposure to toxic smoke. And the government doesn't care. Joe Biden is too busy running off to Ukraine. It's kind of like, screw Ohio is his attitude. And that I find very disturbing. Then the banking crisis that seemed to come out of nowhere. If you believe that this banking crisis came out of nowhere, I have a bridge for sale that connects Brooklyn to Manhattan. $1.98 will get it. You can own it. You can put a toll booth on it for all I care. All of this is well planned. And even these banks that thought they were playing the game according to the rules are finding out they are dispensable and disposable. They're only needed for a purpose. And when they're no longer needed, they are tossed out like, you know, last week's old newspaper, just in the junk pile. You look at these perfectly liberalized institutions, Institutions like 
Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank, they do have branches outside of Silicon Valley, even in in New York City. But there's a bank, along with Signature and others, and I'm sure you've watched the news on TV, and if you've watched some of the news stories, these banks were all about social stuff. They never talked about banking. You know, my grandfather on my adoptive mother's side was born in the late 1800s. When he was around 19 years of age, his family sent him by train from South Carolina to New York City to study banking. And that's what he did. He became a banker, ended up with some of the largest banks in New York City, and during the Great Depression was a bank examiner for the state of New York. He would go check the books and shut them down if necessary. My grandfather had some very strong opinions about banking. And believe me, growing up and then in my 20s and 30s before he passed away, I learned a lot from him about how banking should and should not be done. Risk management, wise investing, It's okay to take some risk, but you have to hedge and protect that risk with more secure investments. So even if some small investments fail, the overall books are always good. After all, you can't bat a a thousand all the time. But the criteria back when my grandfather was in the banking business was that what you're borrowing money to get has a value and that it's not a decreasing value where the asset is worth less than what you owe. You need to have a responsible attitude toward paying your bills. In other words, your credit history is important. I can remember remember this many, many years ago. When I first came south to spend some time, I needed a car. And my grandfather by that time had retired from this particular bank, but he still had connections. And so he made a phone call, and I went down to what was then known as the South Carolina National Bank. And there I met a loan officer who had paperwork ready for me to sign to borrow a grand total of $500 to buy a used car. And that's what I did. Took that $500 and I bought a used car. And I had a payment book that went along with it for one year. And in one year, it would be paid off. And my grandfather reminded me in no uncertain terms when I borrowed that money, don't you ever be late. Do not wait for the grace period to come almost to an end. Pay it on or before the date it is due. Trust me on that one. And I did. That's when banking was a responsible business. It had become irresponsible in the 1920s, buying and speculating on the stock market. And they paid a a severe price. Many banks over the years, let's go back 
In the 1970s, 1980s, 1990s, there have been problems with savings and loans and all kinds of things where they walk away from sound banking principles of being responsible in their investing, not being wise, but being foolish, and they pay a price. Look at 2008. Between junk bonds, people buying up houses. You remember, Let me. I'm going to share a little story here. My late wife and I had moved to Florida from Georgia in 1998. And For a short time, we leased a small house waiting for our home in Georgia to sell and also to be certain that this is the place that God had called us to be. And we knew, we knew by April or so of 1999, had an offer on our home in Georgia. The church that I was the pastor of at the time was growing and it felt the right thing to be doing. And so we purchased a home nearby Sarasota in a little town called Venice, about, you know, 15 minutes away. The price was right. Everything about the home fit our particular need at the time. Small home, but adequate and comfortable. What else could I ask for? I don't need a McMansion. Never have. I've owned one in my entire life. More trouble than it was worth. And so we bought this little house, and I can remember what I paid for it. And I thought, wow, Florida real estate is a little bit more expensive per square foot than what I had in Tacoa, Georgia. I'm, we're, we're shrinking down the house by about a third, yet the price is about the same. And I thought, man, how can anybody afford a house at $90,000? <laughs> That's what I said. In 1999, who can afford a $90,000 home? I can remember when that home sold after my first wife passed away. And in 2005, six years later, I sold the home for $250,000. That's a lot more money than I paid for it. And then it sold again for over $300,000. And then the big crash occurred in 2008. And in 2010, early, late 2009, early 2010, I could have bought that house back for what I paid for it in a short sale in 1999. I could have bought it for $95,000. I didn't, though in retrospect, maybe I should have. But I'm saying this entire banking system is so manipulated and controlled. And I and I think all these bank failures are by design. I mean, look, the banks play by the rules. They were investing in Black Lives Matters. They're, they're, de- they're dealing with transgenderism, uh, the gay pride days, all of their flags and all of their all of their commercials are just as social justice centered as they can be. It's happy times. Not one stinking thing said about responsible banking. If anything, they're promoting irresponsibility and people were putting their money in. 
You know, there's a little bank that I know in a town in Georgia. There's a little bank that I know here in the area that we live in in Virginia. These are little banks. And if they were to fail tomorrow, you wouldn't have the same kind of bailout the Biden administration is throwing their way. I mean, Silicon Valley Bank, they're insured by the FDIC deposits to $250,000, but a lot of people had a lot more than that in the bank. And here's what I find despicable. There are people of lower means, like the people that do the gardening and the cleanup and the and the janitorial work. They're not going they're going to get stiff. They're going to they're not being paid for their work, but the millionaires, their money is secure because of Biden. You knew the risk when you made the deposit. You knew what the rules were. Now you expect Biden to bail you out. I guess he bails out everybody but those who truly need it. We bail out Ukraine. Forget Ohio. Bail out the big banks. Let the small banks, if they have a problem, and some have had troubles over the years, you know, buyer beware. Tough luck. Little hometown bank here probably is in better shape. Granted, you know, smaller numbers, of course, but I would say is in vastly better shape than these woke institutionalized sewers they call banks, like the Bank of America. We saw Signature Bank and others. They're in trouble. Silicon Valley Bank. There are trillions of dollars of money under these bankers' control. And what Silicon Valley Bank did, you need to understand this. You need to understand this. These clowns that ran that bank in Silicon Valley were deeply invested into these tech companies that are not worth anywhere near, nowhere near what they're valued, but they're heavily invested. Those that make the big bucks threw their money into that bank because it's a very Social bank, social justice bank. These banks gave huge millions upon millions of dollars to causes like Black Lives Matters. Most of their investments have been in garbage, like the Green New Deal, which is a, you know, if you want to go into the red, invest in green. It's not ready for prime time. It is being undergirded by taxpayers, not by its value to society. I mean, let's be intellectually honest here, and I get tired of arguing this stuff with people that are just so brainwashed, so indoctrinated to think that if we go green, we're going to save the planet. That's a bunch of baloney. And let me tell you why. Do you think for one minute China's going to go green or India's going to go green? Of course not. They'll never go green. They will use all the oil and natural gas they can get their hands on because it is efficient and reliable and it works. 
and we're running around building windmills and putting in Chinese-manufactured solar panels. Texas learned the hard way not long ago. In bad weather, they had blackouts. Why? The windmills froze up. You don't get solar panels to work at night. You have to store that energy. And storing that energy can be a very costly proposition over time. Where do you get the batteries from? And what do you do when these batteries die? You have a disposal nightmare on your hand. But nobody thinks about that. California wants you to be in a, you know, in your little putt-putt electric vehicle by 2035. But they can't even charge the ones we currently have today. And there is no plans. Oh, they're going to build charging stations. But how are they going to power them? They import their energy from out of state because California, in their stupidity, run by just complete morons. California is run by certifiably insane people. People that should be put in a rubber room wearing a straitjacket. We're going to build more charging stations. Well, how are you going to, where's the, where's the power going to come from? You're not building any plants. Oh, maybe we'll build some wind and solar. Yeah, good luck with that. All of this, if what I was saying at the beginning, they don't tell you everything you need to know about anything. That includes the banking industry, the Green New Deal, transgenderism, all of these agendas that are swirling around. They are blatantly dishonest with you and I because there is a goal. Confusion. And our colleges... Our high schools in many states and cities and communities, middle schools, elementary schools, are becoming centers of indoctrination. And it's accelerated at a pace that scares me. I can remember the concerns that I had about education in the 90s. I wish the 90s were back by comparison. You have little children that have been told to believe lies and they've been told things about their parents and, and not to trust their parents. Trust the teachers. We know what's better for you. Johnny, we know if your name should be really Jill and we'll help you become Jill. Oh, don't worry about your parents. We'll take care of that. I don't need some stupid elementary school teacher with green hair and face piercings telling a six or seven-year-old you're the wrong gender. We don't need any of those in the schools. These reprobates are going to drag your children into hell if we let them stay in these schools. And Christians have been thoroughly irresponsible in sending our children to these schools. Oh, but we can't afford to do it. Yes, you can. Maybe there's something you can do without. Maybe it's time for your church 
to get off their fannies sitting in the pews and do something about it. Why do you let the government do for you what the church should have been doing from day one? There was a time the church took care of things like this and did a far better job. But no, we gave it to government. And now government has screwed it up like they do everything else. Name me one thing the government really does better than the private sector. Just one. Well, they give us Social Security. Wrong. The same money that was taken from my paycheck from the day I started working at age 16 to the day that I retired, had all that money been invested even over the years of up and down markets, my income from Social Security would be three and a half times higher each month than it is now. So I don't want to hear how great the government invests your money. And they're going to run out of money because they've been spending that money on stupid stuff for too many years. They just keep I'm going to come out and say it. We have too much national debt. Yeah, we've known that for how many years? 10, 20, 30, 50? And all we keep doing is raising the debt ceiling. And all we do when we raise the debt ceiling is reduce the value of the money that is existing today. It's called inflation. And because of the bumbling idiot in the White House and his weird staff of strange, immoral people, what a freak show. The people that work at the White House, they look like the sideshow at a circus. Put clown out, put clown noses on them, and they'd fit right into a circus. Every one of them. Reprobates and freaks. And their big concern is gender equality. Men should be allowed to identify as a woman and play in women's sports and walk into women's bathrooms. And, and we're going to defend that because we think it's a righteous cause. It is a hellbound cause. It is from the pits of hell, from Satan himself and this administration. This administration must get up every morning and worship Satan in order to pull the stuff that they're doing. I'm telling you. And I think there's a lot more to this banking stuff. There's a lot of money laundering that's gone through some of these banks. I really believe that. The, the, the woke causes do not bring any money in. And then what do they do? Being good servants of a leftist government like they were, they did all the good stuff. Promoted transgenderism, promoted Pride Day, promoted all the nonsense, the silliness, the electric cars, the Green New Deal, eating bugs, whatever it is, they're all on board. And their investments are into junk bonds, junk nonsense. They have too much invested in Silicon Valley. And I don't care what anybody says, Silicon Valley, the cracks are there. 
Zuckerberg is too invested in his metaverse. It sounded good for a week or two during the pandemic when everybody was working from home. But who really wants to sit at home wearing goggles and headphones all day, pretending you're in some alternate universe that looks like a bad LSD trip from 1967? Hi, we're here at work today. Well, what are you producing? Does everybody play with a keyboard to make a living? Who is building houses? Who is manufacturing goods? Well, apparently nobody. Oh, I take it back. China is. Vietnam is. Everybody but here. We don't make things anymore. All by design. Everybody has their little jobs. And everybody will work from their little homes in their 15-minute communities. In the metaverse. And what are these jobs? Nobody can explain it. Well, I'm a diversity specialist and I'm in front of my computer like a little warrior. Whoopee. What did you manufacture? What are you making? What are you producing? And today, if you want to produce, and this is where Ann Rand is so right, if you want to produce anything any longer in this country, you got to get permission from those that don't produce anything and all they do is just just leech off your work. In these inflationary times, and I've noticed this, and I don't care if you're in a red state or a blue state, a red city or a blue city, it doesn't matter. There's one thing in common with government. They will never do without. I don't care how many of these fake and phony conservatives you elect. Oh, we have tough times with inflation. We're going to have to raise the taxes to cover. Well, I can't raise my income, so do what I'm doing. Cut back. Why can't you understand that? But no, government never does without. Maybe, maybe if I can think of the city of Port St. Lucie in Florida where we live. They could probably cut their budget 25% and get rid of the frill, junk, and nonsense, and we'd be better off as a city. But no, the phony conservatives want to spend gazillions on parks and nonsense and prettiness. And people watch their paychecks shrink and government refuses, refuses to cut back. It's insanity. We've come to a point, I think, if we we're almost there if we haven't hit it already. I call it the point of no return. Where the amount of debt, oh, they're thinking in just a handful of years, the amount of debt in the United States for the government, the federal government, will be $50 trillion. $50 trillion. To put that in perspective for just a moment, for the average American household, the average American household, that's between two hundred and fifty and three hundred thousand dollars that you owe. They put you in debt for that money. I mean, hey, 
The government's not in debt for that. You are. Your home, the money in the bank, anything you own. What does your money say? Back in the old days, your money would have said backed by gold or backed by silver. Now it's just a good faith and credit of the United States. And right now, we're a bad credit risk. A really bad credit risk. We don't produce anything except laziness and wokeness and silliness and stupidity. We're good at producing that nonsense. We're good at producing phony conservatives. We're good. I I remember watching the, you may have seen it on TV, reminding us of not that many years ago, three years ago, George Floyd and all those Democrats putting on their Kiente African garb and kneeling. And oh, it was just this, it's silliness. And these reprobates are running the country. Yeah, they're running it into the ground. And I really believe they're doing it by design. Because, see, the billionaire class, the elitist class, the government class, they don't worry about themselves. They didn't worry about Obamacare either because if you're in the House of Representatives of the Senate, you're not in Obamacare at all. You've got a better system. You never have to live with the common folk. Yeah, we got some serious issues. And they're not telling us everything. When I get back, I'm going to go down a a quick list of stories. And then I want to share some of the things that have been going on behind the scenes this week. I went a little long in this segment, but I hope it made sense to you. I really do. Because you're not being told everything. You're being told what they want you to know. Look, I was watching a TV show last night in one of these stupid commercials on Fox and Fox will not challenge it. They're going to take the money because they're just, they just want the money. You know, their conservatism, conservatism at Fox and Newsmax in the news departments is for sale. You know, the ad for, have you gotten your booster yet? COVID-19 is still with us. Wear your face mask, get another booster. It appears the only people getting COVID are vaccinated now. I think all the unvaccinated got exposed to it, and we have natural immunity. We're not the ones that are in trouble. It's the overly vaccinated that are, but we'll never, we can't discuss that one. Oh, no, no. Fake news. Get you banished. These reprobates. We do this radio program every day with two purposes in mind. Number one, to give you a perspective, to understand that there is a purpose behind all the evil that is out there to destroy. As Christians, we should stop accepting and stop believing that we're going to fix it. We're not. That's a false idol. Oh, Bob, we, you told me we're going to fix it in 2016, 18, 20, 22. And now we're supposed to wait till 24. I've been waiting since 1972 to get it fixed at the ballot box. Hasn't happened yet and never will. The heart of man is evil. If you hadn't figured that out. 
And so I bring you these stories not to depress you, but to encourage you to put your hope, your resources, and your soul into things that are eternal. If you're investing in this world, you're investing in rot. Things that will decay and die. That's why the projects that I'm working on in the background, besides this radio program and, and actually helping others start similar efforts to mine, I have a church project. Let's be honest, a lot of churches have gone woke and broke. They've adopted silly, nonsensical theology that spits in the face of Jesus Christ. They accept things that God condemns as sin. And a lot of churches are, are little family-run operations that they don't, they don't impact their community anymore. And a lot of people have been exposed to a bad Christianity the way it was practiced. And they're waiting to find the truth. And in this world today, we have millions of people in the United States that have never heard the truth. And that's why I need your help more now than ever. My wife and I have been spending some time this week working on the church building. A lot of it. We've been spending anywhere from six to nine hours a day into the nighttime trying to work on this building. Needs cleaning. I've got issues with the PA system right now that I gotta work out. Have some plumbing problems, some electrical problems. Then I gotta figure signage. And you know, what we have is gonna run out at some point before we even get the doors open. But this church is gonna be a hub. And I really believe that nearby, when the time is right and we let the word get out, there are people that are waiting to be received. If you believe in what we're trying to do, number one, go to our website, truththenumber2ponder.com, truththenumber2ponder.com. Find out about the radio program, the church project, and later this weekend or early next week, I'll have some additional material up there. You can also support us online using Give, Send, Go. Or if you'd rather... Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Post Office Box 510. That's Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowee, Virginia. Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. That's 2431. One nine. I know I ran over, but we'll be back with a lot more. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The inbred coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. We're receiving a special free gift you're going to get in a moment. Now, the royal families of Europe tended to be snobbish. They'd only associate with each other, marry each other. So they ended up becoming inbred. The Queen Victoria was, was related to Kaiser Wilhelm of Germany, and they were related to the Tsar of Russia. The problem was, it's not healthy to intermarry. 
then what would happen is they'd get weaker. They would become vulnerable to diseases like hemophilia and others. That's what happens when you intermarry. You become inbred, and that becomes something that weakens you. If a congregation becomes inbred, you know, in the same way, it becomes weak. If it gets so churchy, it has no relation anymore to the outside world, or, uh, you know, it, it, does, it just has its own Christian churchy culture. It becomes inbred, and that becomes weak. In the same way, a believer, if you get so into churchianity or Christian culture, you can lose the Lord. You can actually become weaker. If, you, if you're not stepping out, if you're not, uh, if you're not taking new ground for the Lord, if you're not advancing the gospel, if you're not sharing with unbelievers, you can become inbred. You can forget what you came out of and, and, and what the whole point is. You see, it's the fallow ground that bears the most fruit that, ha- that hasn't been touched. The power of the gospel is to go forth. And so step out of your routine. Step out of your rut. Step out in the Lord. Share the gospel. Step out and transform the areas that have not been touched yet. Because that's where the blessing is. Because becoming inbred is not good for the royal children of Europe or for the royal children of God. Want more? Ask for the fallow ground on CD. How would you like to receive special daily meditations and teachings with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus for victory every day of your week and updates on Israel prophecy, a free gift subscription to Sapphires, and the incredible Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD, yours free. How do you get all this free? Easy. Just write down Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and call it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 for your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now. That's one 800 Yeshua, Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now, I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to God's ancient people, Israel, and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world. It's amazing. The farthest way you can ever spread the gospel on shortwave radio. It's 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, L-O-D-I, New Jersey 07644. It's Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey 07644. Or you can visit us at hopeoftheworld.com. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend. Step out in Messiah, the Prince of Peace. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. And welcome back to Truth to Ponder for this Thursday. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Well, we spent part of the first segment that ran over talking about the messed up banking system. And, and one thing I kind of failed to mention, these banks invested all the Green New Deal and all the social wokeness, like J.P. Morgan and Chase. $30 billion invested in BLM, you know, Black Lives Matter, and related weird causes. Same with Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Starbucks. <laughs> they got a billion some odd dollars tied up in this. You know, when you spend your money at places like Starbucks, you're really infusing cash into terrorist groups like BLM. Just so you know. A lot of people don't. The woke corporate America is very, very dangerous. They pander to the left-wing lunatics that are in charge right now. And they don't care about their stockholders in the long run. Because they know the government will bail them out. Look Look at Silicon Valley Bank. Had this been like the little bank of whatever in small town Alabama or Georgia... They'd be left to die. 
But no, because they're connected and they're supporters of Democrat causes, they will extract the money out of taxpayers like you and I. And they'll lie. Oh, it's not going to cost the taxpayers a dime. Baloney. It's a lie. When is this administration, when is Joe Biden ever told the truth? He doesn't know how. He does not even know how. One of the things that surprised me about Joe Biden, but I shouldn't be surprised. Joe Biden has paraded around for 50 years being the scrappy kid from Scranton that moved to Delaware. And the only real job he's ever had in his life is working for government. Matter of fact, once he said he worked in the private sector for two and a half years and called that being an enemy territory. That's all you need to know about Joe Biden. He's a liar. He's an opportunist. He's a fake, phony, and fraud. I believe he's a thief and a traitor. And I also believe that he's, he's an imposter of a, of, a, of a president who shouldn't be there. In a rigged election, thanks to January 6th, which was a planned event by the left, to make sure they could, you know, there. I was reading a story the other day that because of having to stop the proceedings and head to the bunker, questions about the election would never be asked and any standing anybody might have in a lawsuit vanished. I really believe that everything regarding the January 6th fraud was by design. And putting these people into this this horrible gulag in D.C. run by an idiot reprobate mayor, Mayor Bowser. I hope that when this is all said and done, if we ever get control back, that those who have denied these people their constitutional rights and have made them political prisoners in gulags I hope that they are sentenced to the rest of their lives in prison because that's the minimum they deserve for what they have done. But Joe Biden talks about being the good Catholic. I got a rosary in my pocket. I go to mass. I do all this. Yeah, and you're pro-abortion. Your church speaks against it. You're pro-gay marriage. Your church at least used to speak against it. You're pro-butchering children and converting their gender. And you call it love. It is lust. It is evil. It is sick. Joe Biden, you are a sick, reprobate individual. And somehow God is punishing this nation by allowing you and your freak show to be in D.C. When are we going to figure this out? This is punishment. For the church's failures. You know, God gives you evil leaders when you disobey God. And look at D.C. Look at the fraudulent Republicans like McConnell. He's a fake and a fraud. He's not a conservative. He's slimy. He's evil. He's a liar. He'll stab you in the back. He does it every day. Vermont, I can remember many, many, many years ago, like in the 70s and 80s, 
I knew a lot of people that said they, you know, they would leave New York State or New York City and retire to Vermont because those that like the winter, I not I don't like the winter that much, but those that do, and there are those that do love winter. Vermont was a beautiful state to go to and affordable at that time. Not anymore. Reading this story right here, a Vermont Christian school is now banned from future sporting events. And what was their horrible crime? Why was this Vermont school banned from future sporting events? They forfeited a girls' basketball game because the other team had a man playing. Vermont Christian School that forfeited a game in the girls' state basketball playoffs because its opponent had a biological male student has now been banned from participating in sporting events from now on. These syphilis-brained idiots believing the lie that you can change your gender, these fools, these reprobates, are saying to a Christian school, your girls have got to play against a man. And if you don't believe our lie, then you're the bad people. I'm sorry. Vermont, you people are sick. You've got idiots in charge. You've got demons running your your school system. Mid-Vermont Christian School withdrew. I mean, they probably would have won had it been a fair game, looking at their record. But they had to make a decision, a godly one, and I and I believe they did the right thing. Fine, if I was them, I wouldn't play any of these games any longer with the reprobates. Get out, get out from among them, and do not touch the unclean thing. What is it going to take? Maybe twenty years ago, maybe thirty years ago, that was fine. I don't believe any Christian school any longer should play any secular school system that gets into the woke ideology of transgenderism and all the gay nonsense and all of the all of the baloney that's out there. Don't entertain them. Don't give them any credibility. Don't participate and play by their devilish rules. The Christian school... They stated that it was unfair and unsafe for their young girls to be playing against a biological male. And they're right. They withdrew because they believe playing against an opponent with a biological male, not surgically altered, I mean the real deal male, but who identifies. Yeah, I identify as a millionaire. Does it help me buy anything? No. This is a fairy tale. It's fantasy. And because they decided not to play, they've been banned from all sports, and it takes place immediately. How dare you challenge the reprobate, demonic devils running the school system? Christian schools, band together and play your own games and leave Leave the sick world behind. Stop playing their games. Vermont law bans discrimination against student-athletes due to their gender identity. This has gone, this has gone to the absurd. I mean, this has gone to the absurd. I could be six foot five, weigh 250 pounds, but, you know, I'm going to call myself Roberta. 
and play basketball against a bunch of five-foot-tall women. And don't you dare challenge me and the fact that I shave and I've got a beard. I identify as woman. Hear me roar. In numbers too big to ignore. I mean, we have come to the point where the Bible has been so clear and is warned for so long that they have been given over to delusion. Any sane person can see it's delusional. Any sane person can see it's ridiculous. Any sane person can see it's it's ungodly. Any sane person just shakes their head and goes, Lord, when are you coming back? Yet the delusional class will believe this is normal. Anybody can identify as anything. It's come to the absurd. And if you don't want to believe the absurd, your government in many states is going to come after you. The Vermont Agency of Education and their best practices, which are the worst practices possible. But then again, Vermont is a reprobate state run by reprobate. Look at your senator. (laughs) Bernie Sanders, a communist, socialist. You keep voting for him. The state is beyond redemption. It's also the home of a very woke ice cream company. Yeah, overpriced, crappy ice cream. Pardon me for putting it that way. Overpriced ice cream for the woke generation. Funding woke causes and ridiculous stuff. And we're supposed to, you know, Ben and Jerry's, whoopee. Bunch of old hippies turned multimillionaires. They condemn capitalism while they live off its fruits. Bunch of frauds and phonies. And that guy pretending he's a woman playing basketball, another fraud and a phony. And the state, (laughs) well, they should be permitted. And so this school no longer meets the policies on race, gender, and awareness, and blah. If you're a Christian school and your state has these kind of regulations, stop playing their game. Walk away. Get out. There are other avenues. There are other ways. And there's nothing that important about athletics. Sorry, there isn't. If you're serving the cause of Christ. Whom do you serve? What is most important? Playing some athletic game or serving the Lord Jesus Christ? That's a question you have to answer. And a lot of people, a lot of Christians are deceived. They think they got to play in both worlds. You don't. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. When are you going to get that through your mind? I know for this audience, for the most part, you already understand that. We've come to a point. We've absolutely come to a point where there has to be a parting of the ways. I can no longer deal with trying to abide by the world system any longer. They're trying to crash and burn finances, crash and burn education, crash and burn private enterprise, crash and burn the family because they serve Satan as their God. 
They kill in the womb. They destroy after birth. And they ruin and corrupt the mind. That's why we do this radio program every day, to remind you of that fact. To remind you, to remind you we serve a God that will put to asunder all of this nonsense. The day of judgment is coming. And you want to be standing before God saying, yeah, I was willing to play against the male. I was willing to do all these things and compromise. No, you do not compromise any longer. Compromise is no longer acceptable. If you are serving Christ, then follow him and serve him. Take up your cross and follow him and stop following the world. You can't be in both. Make the choice today. Whom do you serve? The God of this world or the God that created this world? Tomorrow I'm going to share a couple of other news stories I didn't have time to get to today and update you on the progress. My wife and I have been spending hours and hours in that church building. A lot of little things need to get done. I'll give you a list tomorrow. Don't have time today. I want to thank you for praying for me. My health from the bladder cancer surgery has been dramatically improving, and I'm thankful. I'm finding I have stanima left to do things that I couldn't do just a month or two months ago. I'm up and down tall ladders. I'm bending, stretching, using tools, doing things that I didn't think I'd be able to do again. But God is good. God is gracious. And God has been my healer and my strength and my redeemer. I am so committed to this project because I can give you the news all day long. Anybody can give the news. I'm not trying to single. I mean, there are a lot of places if you want to get this kind of news, you can get it. You don't need me necessarily. But I want to give you a perspective of why we're never going to fix it at the ballot box and how we are going to fix things, at least for us. Would you consider keeping this radio program growing? I'd like to expand shortwave. Get the church project going. Would you make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio? Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. That zip code again, 24319. You can also support us from the website. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.